Testing. Testing. Is this thing on? Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Worst Mom Podcast. I am your host, your hostess with the mostest or the leastest. Your hostess with the leastest energy. (laughs) That's me. Um, my name is Alana, also known as Worst Mom Ever. If you are new here, are you new here? I really hope you're not new here because, well, actually, I take that back. Of course, if you're new here, I, I'm so glad that you're here. But I'm sad. I'm sad because that means that you have missed the first two episodes. So make sure you go and listen to those and then come back to this episode so that you are no longer new here and you are a part of the Worst Mom club here that we have going on. Um, I've missed you guys. It's been a week since I've sat down to record and I have definitely missed talking to you guys and coming on here and, you know, chatting it up. So we are back. I'm actually going to, when I was writing, um, cause I do my like notes before I start the podcast, because you guys know I am a psychopath, perfectionist person who needs to plan everything in advance. So I was doing my notes and I'm like, what do I really, really, really want to talk about today? Because I'm just in a mood. I'm in a mood, I'm in a place, I'm in a dark place, and it's because, of course, not to be that girl that does this, but it is because of my period, and say what you want, judge me, but my period affects me, and it affects my mood, okay? And I know it's, like, frowned upon to, like, go to a woman and be like, are you on your period, like, if they're in a bad mood, but ask me, because nine times out of ten, yes, I am, and I'm only speaking for myself, don't just, like, go up to random women that you find and be like, are you on your period? Cause you're really acting like a bitch. Don't do that. Okay. Um, but me, yes, I am in an extremely dark place when I'm on my period because it's just painful. It hurts. I'm emotional. Everything offends me. I do take everything personal. Um, but does anyone feel like, oh my God, my stupid little beep is on. Stop texting me. Um, does anybody ever feel like they're, period is like a superpower okay because I feel like I am the smartest like in my truest form when I'm in my period like I some people feel like oh your period is clouding your judgment in a negative way no I feel like my period enlightens me like I walk around with like these rose colored glasses on and then when I'm in my period like someone takes my glasses off and is like look this is how life really is. These are how annoying people really are around you. Look how awful your significant other treats you and your kids. Look how bad they are. Like, that's what I feel like happens to me when I'm on my period. I'm like, I feel like I see the word clearer. Don't you think? Or do you think that you see the world more negative because you're emotional and hormonal? But really, I think our period is doing us a favor. Like, I feel like I come alive in my period and I'm like, wow, I'm more attuned to the disrespect going on around me when I'm on my period. So long story short, I am definitely going through something right now for sure because I'm just really annoyed with everybody and everything that speaks to me, looks at me. Everyone around the house is scared of me right now, whatever. So I'm writing what I want to talk about and something that's really affecting me and being laying really heavy on my heart is what's going on in Ukraine. And I've talked about this a little bit on my social media on Instagram. If you don't follow me on Instagram, why don't you follow me on Instagram? Why don't you do that? Go do that right now. Um, But I was talking about how just heartbreaking this all is 
as far as the war going on in Ukraine. I don't want to get into politics or specifics because I am not a foreign relations specialist. You know, I am not going to pretend to be an expert in foreign affairs, foreign relations, like anything like that. I'm not an expert in anything political. I'm not an expert. So I'm just going to keep my mouth shut. I feel how I feel and I vote for who I vote for. And that's that on that. But I do feel like I'm an expert in, I really love my kids and my family and watching families, children, mothers, fathers, literally watching it, right? Because this is, I mean, I don't know. This is one of like the first wars I feel like, not the first, of course, there's many, many wars that deserve everyone's attention and should always be highlighted and spotlighted. Wars in the Middle East and in other countries that maybe are, are not as magnified as this one is, and I'm not saying that's correct, but this is the first time, and I will speak personally, that I am seeing war like on display on my phone, like to this magnitude. It's just insane. Like... I feel like in, in the past, maybe when our parents, you know, were experiencing this or watching other wars, wars that have happened, it's like, where do you see it? I mean, maybe on the news, maybe on the newspaper, like how do I don't really know how they used to get news of war, but to get it on Twitter, like this war is like our Twitter, like you can go on your Twitter moments and see in real time almost what's happening in this war. And what triggered me to talk about this a little bit is if you go on and look up the cover of the New York Times today, I know I'm like stuttering a lot, but I really just, it's really affecting me and I like can't even wrap my head around this. So if you go on the cover of the New York Times, obviously we don't get like paper New York Times delivered to our houses anymore. And if you're not in New York, I don't know how you're going to get the New York Times other than on your phone. So, or email to you if you like are on their email list, I guess. So if you look up the cover of the New York Times today, it is the cover photo, which this photo is probably worthy of a Pulitzer because it is so moving. Um, it is a photo of Ukrainian soldiers or volunteers or somebody um, kind of hovering over a family that is dead on the ground. And it is a mother. And I think I read the article it is a family friend and her two sons and they are deceased on the ground dead and in the back of the photo you can see like a passerby just kind of walking over or next to the child's body like not even looking down just like like on his merry way not merry but on his way somewhere just trying to get from point a to point b just walking past and it is so eye-opening to see this photo and to be like like you just can't believe it you just can't believe this is happening it almost feels like it's fake this is on tv like this is not real and it is so real and this is just a normal family you see backpacks you see the little roller suitcase that one of the boys was holding um and I just, I'm doing everything I can not to cry, even talking about it, because it was so awful to see, and I can't even, like, express words on it. 
but I know that if you guys are moms or even just people with big hearts like me, I don't need to say anything. You can fully grasp what I'm saying on like the horror of this picture. And the thoughts going through your head are probably the thoughts going through my head when I saw it. Like, what is going on? Like, what am I doing really? Like, this could be me. This could very easily be me because I am just a normal citizen, a normal civilian that if war breaks out in my country or in my state of Pennsylvania or wherever I am, I have no idea what to do. Not proud of that. I'm definitely going to have to have a conversation with Jared like, okay, we need to have some serious talks and plans about what were to ever happen. Like, we are not survivalist people at all. We are nowhere near prepared if something crazy ever breaks out, ever, anywhere near us, even remotely near us. So this picture is just like, this could so easily be me because this was just a woman probably who gathered their family and like was just probably listening to what the soldier said. Like, you're going to be able to evacuate at this time over this bridge, over this river, which is what they were trying to do. And there was supposed to be a ceasefire, I guess. I don't know the exact, exact details, but like, that's me. Like, I'm just going to do whatever the military says to do. I'm going to get my kids. I'm going to pack up my stuff and I'm going to go to where they say is the safest. And I'm going to try to cross where they say I can try to cross. And I'm going to just hope for the best. Like, and that's probably what this family was doing. And it just didn't work out for them. And that is just mind blowing to me. This could so easily be me on the ground on the cover of the New York Times if something were to ever happen in my country. And it's terrifying. I've seen, and this is only one of the very moving images that I've seen. I've seen the images of the moms who, the very first images that started like really getting to me were the moms who were sleeping in the train stations, like with their babies on their chest, just with their kids all women and children because of course the husbands have to the husbands the fathers and the sons whoever is in your family has to stay behind they're not allowed to leave the country if they're between the ages of i think 18 and 50 so like what like where am i going first of all i'm not even prepared for war myself second of all if you tell me that i have to go to war and my dad can't come my boyfriend can't come my father-in-law can't come yeah you can just go ahead and kill me like what do I do for real? What do I do? My cousins can't come. Like none of the people in my life that I look up to male that I, you know, feel safe around can come with me. It's just going to be me, my mom, my sister, uh, my mother-in-law and uh, Jared's sister, probably like that's really my family um, that can come with me. My cousins, if they can find me wherever they're at, like what? Like this is just so crazy to me. And I can't even imagine it. I can't even imagine it. So other pictures that were really moving to me was where the um, families separating over like these fences. So it was like the wife on one side and the husband on the other side. And the husband was passing the baby, probably the same age as Cruzy, looked very young, seven months or older, under a year, maybe a year over the fence and he's just like this is the last glance he's getting at his son they're gonna board a train to poland i guess in this picture i shared it on my instagram story um and the wife and the son are gonna board a train to poland and he is passing the baby over to the wife so that they can get on the train and that's it like like when are they gonna see each other again who knows like really who knows when and if because he has to stay behind to fight to hide i don't know what his plans are but 
And this is just all so mind-blowing to me. I can't wrap my head around it. So this whole month has just, and I'm one of those people, I was talking about this on Instagram as well. I'm one of those people that's affected by the news. Like it's hard for me to go out and have a good time and like enjoy my life. It really is hard for me when like in the back of your head, it's like, oh my gosh, there's a war. And I, every time I open my phone, I see a war and these mothers and these babies and these families and it breaks my heart. It really does. So of course I go on living my life as normal, but it's just sad. And I feel weird pick, even picking up my phone to do social media, even setting up my laptop to record a podcast about shit that doesn't matter sharing my old navy hall really like in the middle of a war alana like get it together so that's just really how i feel and i'm trying i'm trying because i know i still have to go on and live my life like in a way but not without awareness like i wake up every day thinking of these people and i really really do and god knows my heart i really do wake up thinking of these people and praying for them before i go to sleep at night praying for these people throughout the day every time i see a picture i just like say a prayer in my heart because I just want it to stop and it's hard to watch. So that is what I wanted to talk about. I just wanted to, I don't, I don't know, bring awareness to it. If you're someone who hasn't seen these pictures or these photos or these, like, let's talk about it, like get involved. Let's just pay these people their respect. I think ignoring it is just disrespectful to me. Like I would just I guess the goal is to let people know what is happening if you don't already know which you all know and to just let's not turn a blind eye let's feel the horror and the pain in these pictures and it's the least we could do in my opinion it's the least we could do to just stay updated and be aware oh excuse me be aware um of what's going on um so yeah that's what I wanted to say I mean like I said I'm not really changing the world here by talking about it, but I just don't want just, I don't want to turn a blind eye. You know, I am aware of it. I am looking at it every day and it is breaking my heart. Um, so yeah, that's just what I wanted to say. If you have time to go look at and read the article in the New York times or whatever, um, platform you feel best getting your information, of course, wherever you feel comfortable, um, do so because it's important to be informed and think about really what are we going to do if a war breaks out here like I feel like I don't know I have to go talk to my whole family and be like we need to come up with a plan everyone's going to laugh at me because I am the drama queen of the family and but not to be dramatic like this is really crazy and it could really one day happen like you don't know that this could not one day happen in this country you can't say for certain you know so let's just all be prepared I for sure am going to is I'm going to get my plan together of some sort. Like I have to think of something. Um, next topic of discussion. So I ran into this post, not a um, war post, but a post of a thread on Reddit. And I thought it could be a really interesting topic of discussion for us ladies and gentlemen, if you're here, gentlemen, um, whether you're a mother or not, to read this post because I just thought it was so interesting and it's a post about a man maybe you've seen it and I got it from mother honestly on Instagram so mother honestly shout out to y'all credit to y'all for this post um 
but it's a debate and let me know your side when you guys read this because you guys always DM me about the podcast right after it drops. So after this drops and after you hear this story and let me know your side because um, I want to talk about it on stories and on Instagram or wherever we can talk about it because it's just so interesting to me how this is even a debate because my side is very clear. You guys will see, but here we go. It's a little bit long. Hang in there. You guys were complaining that the podcast is too short anyways. So here we go. So the man writes in the Reddit thread, I have known slash been dating my wife for six years and we have been spiritually married for two years. First of all, red flag. What the hell is spiritually married? I'm not going to go out like I'm not going to go into details about like judging these people, but I just want to ask that like what is spiritual marriage? Um, We are not legally married, although at this point we are essentially common law. We are both high earners, both earning over 175000 a year after tax, aka they're rich, very, very rich. We purchased our home together and we have agreed to split the finances 50-50. Okay, not uncommon, not unheard of. We paid for our wedding, honeymoon, everything 50-50. Although I did pay for the cost of our rings and her engagement ring. Our mortgage payments were 50-50 and we comfortably own our home now. So much of our income goes to savings, investments, home improvements, and discretionary spending. Because of our incomes, we feel it should be best to keep our finances separate. We're both highly independent people and both very career-driven. It is part of the reason I'm so attracted to her. She's amazing at what she does, and I'm so proud to be able to introduce her as my wife and explain what she does. Cute. Unfortunately, our first two years of marriage were hampered by COVID and lockdowns. We would have loved to have traveled and saved up quite a bit in order to do this. A couple months ago, we had the talk and decided it might be a good time to have kids instead of continuously waiting for better or safer travel conditions. Good idea. I agree. Have some children. Why not? Without too serious discussion about it, we decided to stop using birth control and let things happen as they will. Yesterday, I came home and my wife was on the phone. She seemed like she was in a hurry to end her conversation and tried to evade my question when I asked who she was talking to. It was her sister. They don't talk a lot, so that was a bit weird. She still works from home, so she continued to do some work, and then we had dinner and watched some news. Regular, pleasant evening. Then she says she wants to have a serious talk and asks me to make us some tea and meet her upstairs at her work desk. So now you know it's serious because if you're meeting at the work desk, this is business, honey. I make the tea, bring it up, and she starts talking financials. So here is where we get into the debate and here is the tea being spilled. So her workplace allows for maternity leave for up to a year, but only provides 50% of her salary for up to six months. The remaining six months is unpaid. She was very direct and said that while her insurance would cover the vast majority of hospital-related costs during pregnancy and childbirth, taking a six-month break from work would cost her almost $50,000 since her pay would be cut in half. So, that is the problem at hand. Basically, she's going to take a year off work. She'll get paid for six months. Her insurance will pay to have the baby and for all her appointments, pretty much for the most part. But for those six months, the last six months of the year, she will not be getting a dime from anybody. Not her insurance, not her job, nothing. So um, I lost my train of thought. Okay. She is asking me, here we go, to compensate her for the $50,000. In addition to agreeing to split any related but unexpected costs to pregnancy and childbirth. Her stance is that if she is doing something for us to start a family, but it is 
but it is not a true 50-50 split if she is expected to take a financial hit for it and I am not, given that our finances are separate. She had a printed list of expectations in terms of what she expected financially, listed some things that her insurance may not cover. Okay, so pause. Yes. Okay, you're wondering my stance on this? Yes. Pay up. What are you, why are we discussing this? Okay. First of all, A, the wife has to be pregnant. Mood. Enough. Point blank period. She should be getting paid for that because that shit is hard. Second of all, she then has to push the baby through the birth canal and out of her vagina. Again, what are we discussing here? Yes, pay her the money. Why are we why are we as women not paid already for doing this nonsense of childbirth and childbearing and pregnancy? Gross. Run us our money. It hurts. It's uncomfortable. There's gas, there's blood, there's stitches, there's chest pain, there's throw up and vomit and nausea. Are you kidding? Run me my money for birthing these gremlins. What? Anyways, so yes, I do believe that she should be compensated, but we'll move on. So he says, I see the logic in that, but I am very turned off by this because she is essentially asking me to pay her to have our child and in quotations or in parentheses or children. So A, I don't care that you're turned off. Be turned off for the rest of your life. I don't fucking care because I'm turned off. You want to know what's turning me off right now? Nausea, vomit, pregnancy, childbirth, blood, hurt, pain, turning me off forever unto this person because that's what I'm going to have to go through. So you're turned off by this conversation of money. Oh, I'm sorry. Are you turned off right now? I don't give a fuck. Okay. Because you're not the one that's getting pregnant. So we move on. Anyways, she saw my hesitation and just doubled down while her ideal is to return to work after six months. She says it's a real possibility that she may require more time off and decide as things happen to take up to a year off. So she had another plan drafted for that. For the first six months, her work will give her 50% of her salary and I would compensate her for the rest. But for the next six months, since her work would not compensate her and because the loss is something she is doing for the family, she is comfortable splitting the loss of her income and only asking me for 50% of her salary instead of 100% for the second six-month period. And she will take the loss of 50% of her salary. So, um... Basically, uh, how do I, how do I like summarize this? Cause this, this part is a little confusing. So she made like a contingency plan, I guess that if she does return, you know, to work for six months for those six months, she will get 50% of her salary. And I guess he's to compensate the other 50%. Um, I don't know. I honestly, I feel like I shouldn't even have to read the rest because I feel like, what are we even talking about here? Yes, give her the money. Like, what? Why, why are you discussing this on Reddit with your boys? Why are you discussing this on Reddit with your boys? What's there to discuss? Give her the money. Like, you're, you don't even have to do anything except stand there. You don't have to do anything except stand there while she's pushing the baby out. You don't have to be pregnant. Okay, you don't have to do anything. You don't even have to go to these appointments. Technically, some fathers don't even go to the damn appointments. So really, what what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing that you can't pay her the $50,000 and you're rich? Why are we talking about this? Anyways, I'm opening the post again because, of course, 
while I'm rinsing my fungus dye. So here we go. Um, moving on. The idea, I guess, is that both of us suffer half the loss of income for the second six-month period. However, if she takes seven to 11 months off, any months after the six can be prorated. She expressed that she anticipates and hopes to return to work in six months, but that she wants a contingency plan in the event that she requires a year off. She said that taking more than a year off is something she is very unlikely to do and it would put her job at risk, but she's open to exploring a third plan with me if I feel that's necessary, which you shouldn't, you piece of shit. There are also detailed notes about how she wants to keep housework split with plans to start saving for both childcare and additional housekeeper expenses for at least the first four years. Period. Period. Did we not talk about this last episode? Hashtag hire somebody. Why should I, a new mother to a brand new baby, have to clean your shit from the toilet and clean your ball hairs from the toilet and clean the shower and do the dishes and mop the floors from all the mud that all the kids bring home from school and that you bring home from your job. Why should I, me, a woman, have to do all this? Why? Why? Gross. Zero out of 10. Do not recommend not doing it. But I am doing it because I'm not rich like these people. But these people can definitely do that. So anyways, um, there are also detailed notes about how she wants to keep housework split. Okay, we talked about this. Um, I kid you not, it's a 16-page ring binder that she handed me with detailed notes, some explanations, and lists of expenses. But the immediate and essential element here is that she wants me to pay her $50,000 to $100,000 to compensate for the loss of her salary for six to 12 months as a result of having our child. And what about it? And what about it, sir? What about, what is wrong? I'm failing to see like the problem. I'm failing to see the problem. Um, He goes on and on. There's like another paragraph or two about how he feels. Um, Okay, let me read how he feels because whatever. Let's give him a shot, right? Let's just hear his side and then we can all make an educated opinion. Um, I really do not know how to process this. My first thought is shock because despite our salaries, 50K to 100K is a lot to demand. The idea of a payment plan to have a child is just gross. Is it though? Is it? Do you know what's (laughs) gross? This sentence really pisses me off because do you know what's gross, ladies and gentlemen? Do you want to know something super duper gross? about having a kid everything do you know what's gross is having to rub hemorrhoid cream on your actual asshole after giving birth because you are so constipated that you are pushing so hard that the actual blood vessels in your asshole are coming out of your body through said asshole is that not gross or is that pleasant Oh, it's gross. Oh, okay. Just checking. Just checking. Because the fact that you think that this payment plan is gross is gross to me. Okay. Hemorrhoids are gross. Payment plans are not. Payment plans are helpful and create happy, healthy families. Thank you. Anyways, um, moving on. And many couples manage to do this without paying their wives to have children. Many couples are poor, but whatever. Because if I was rich and he was rich, I'd definitely charge. But moving on. 
But then I suppose most couples are married legally and a loss to one's person's income is a loss to everyone. Okay, point taken. You guys don't want to get married in a sense. So you're married only spiritually. You're not legally married. So um, like your finances aren't together. So you wouldn't be suffering. Like you're not suffering by her losing money. Only she is suffering. So if y'all really wanted to suffer together, if you, sir, wanted to suffer together, then you guys should have gotten legally married. But anyways, moving on. That's their choice, both of them. Um, so in our situation, it makes logical sense. Of course it does. But there's something so transactional about it that puts a bad taste in my mouth. I really don't care about the taste in his mouth, but moving on. I didn't fight it or argue, and she's basically allowing me to think about it. That's very nice of her because I would have just had it drafted and be like, sign here. This is the contract. But anyways, but says if having kids is something we're going to do, she wants to write up an agreement and go to a lawyer. Yes. Thank you. Correct. Come correct, honey. Splitting the cost of that is also in the binder as it should be, as it should be. What really hits me here is that she was talking to her sister on the same day brings this up to me. Why on that day, on the same day she mentions this to me, they do not talk often. Um, I really don't care. Okay. The, so basically I'm not really even going to read this last paragraph. Basically he's just saying he thinks she's already pregnant and he's scared because if she's already pregnant, then that means what, like that means what either the baby he agrees or the baby's aborted, like what? So, um, I just, I mean, I've said how I feel. I just feel like this isn't even a discussion. You're both rich. There's plenty of money in the savings. Pay this lovely woman for having your baby. Like, and by the looks of it, it doesn't sound like you're like the world's best husband. I mean, I can't really say that. That's just me judging. But the fact that you had to go on Reddit and make a thread on whether or not your wife deserves $50,000 for being pregnant and pushing out the baby when the answer is obviously yes, tells me a lot about you, sir. Tells me a lot about you. It tells me that you probably don't buy flowers and chocolates on Valentine's Day. I mean, it's possible that you do, but judging by your absolute shock in this agreement, it doesn't seem like you're very like giving, you know, but whatever. I'm not even going to go there and judge him because obviously we don't know him. This is just me talking shit and going to conclusions, but I just feel like give her the money. Don't you think? However, however, you would think that this is the obvious response, but this is just me, my opinion, you know, another YouTuber posted this on you on her story and she has a million trillion followers. So she put a question box like, Hey, what do you guys think? And we were all chatting about it on her page. And so many people were like that cow needs to apologize to her husband and never bring that up. That is so stupid. How dare she, um, blah, 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 blah. Like a lot of people disagreed with her and were ripping her a new one for even posing this agreement in front of him. And I guess it kind of went to like what he was saying, like so many couples do this without paying their wives. Yeah. But why is that the standard? Why, why did we, who came up with that idea? Bad idea. Zero out of 10 on that idea. Why are we not all compensated fairly for all the children we have to push out? Granted, of course I chose to push them out and to have them and to keep them, but I wasn't the only one there. Like don't even come here saying that I made, if it's something that I did of my own volition and I made the child by myself and did everything by myself. No. Why is it the standard to not pay women to have kids? Why is it the standard to expect women to stay home with the baby? Of course, they're going to want to. Of course, I want to stay home with my baby. You could not rip me from his or her side when they were born. But why was it assumed that just me would have to, you know? 
So that is just my hot take on the whole subject. Um, I know that's like a million trillion years long, but why are we talking about this? Like, yes, run her her money. You're rich. You're rich. And you have savings. Do you know that most people in America that have kids do not even have $5 to their name? Of course, like not everyone pays their wife. No, we're all poor over here. We're all poor out here. We don't make 175 k a year after taxes. You stupid. God, men piss me off. Every day they prove that they deserve less. What are you doing with this Reddit post? Delete it. Delete it now. Sheesh. God, that just pissed me off. Okay, moving on. We're not even going to talk about that guy anymore. When I post it on my stories, you guys better chime in. Let me know your opinion on this. DM me. Email me. Call me, beat me if you want to reach me. Let me know what you think about this bozo and his Reddit post. I'm totally kidding. This guy's probably not even a bozo. I'm sure he's a really nice guy, but I'm sorry. That was just, I just felt like that was an obvious answer. Yes, give her 50K to 100K. Who cares? You're rich. You'll make more. Moving on. So because I spent so much time on that uh, nonsense post, I'm going to move very quickly through my topic of the week. So what do I I want to talk about? What are we talking about here? You know, Um, and this week it's mom burnout because I just feel like and I feel like (laughs) that's all I talk about 24 seven is how tired I am and how burnt out I am and how I'm officially spent and I have nothing left in me. But specifically, I want to talk about time to ourselves because what is that? Never heard of it. Never had it. No, just kidding. Of course, I've had time to myself. And it's weird. It's weird because in my relationship and in my parenting ship with Jared, he has zero problem with me taking time to myself, right? Zero issue. He is more than happy to stay with his kids whenever, for whatever reason, to take time for me to take time for myself. He's even done it where I've taken time to myself and went to go visit my sister for a long weekend in Florida. And he stayed with the kids, took off vacation off work for himself to stay home with be with the babies and I got to go to Florida for a couple of days it was awesome it was awesome best thing I've ever done and um you know he has no problem doing shit like that all the time if he can you know so that's not what I'm complaining about here just to be clear he's great I have a great partner I'm very happy with who I chose to have children with because he's very understanding of me needing time for myself with that being said I don't get any I don't get any time to myself rarely because these are my times to myself. So, and this is what's really pissing me off. I feel like, okay, so on my days off, I do have to stay with Cruz because he's a baby and we don't have like official childcare. So my mother-in-law will stay with him when I work and when I'm not working, I will stay with him, which is great. But that means that it's my quote unquote day off and I'm really being with the baby all day, right? Working quote unquote working because I'm a mother and mother's work cleaning tending to him his every need dealing with his screams making his bottles feeding him and if I want to do something for myself on those day offs he has to come with me so is that really a break no even I literally I think I went to go get a pedicure and he was like on my lap I had to it was very stressful I was sweating the whole time because I had to have the bottle with me next to me in the pedicure chair because I knew he was due to wake up from a nap and just trying to keep him calm so I could get my toes done so like is that really a fun time no no it's not but I'll do it because I love my son and I really don't mind bringing him anywhere but it's just like not a break you know and then 
when I do get a break, quote unquote, right, a break with no kids, it's like to do something. Do you guys ever feel like you have to compensate for your quote unquote break by saying like, oh, can you just take the kids? I really just need to run to the grocery store real quick. Could you just take them? Like as if they're doing us a favor. I'm going to go get food to feed the entire family for about seven days, like a fucking hunter gatherer that I am. Could you please just watch your kids for a minute? Like, why do I have to feel like that's a favor? Like, you know, not that he ever makes like, it's not that don't get me wrong. He never acts like it's a favor. Like, oh, yeah, I'll do you that favor. No, he never says that or does that. But it's like, why do in my head feel like I have to put the crush like the question that way? Like, can you please stay with the kids? Like, fuck that. Um, so, yeah, like that's like my only break is I, I have to go to Aldi and get stuff. And that's a break for me. Like, no, I'm freaking foraging through the safari of the Pocono mountains with all these people in this damn Aldi supermarket trying to get food for my family. And that's a break for me. Fuck out of here. No, I'm going to stop saying that because it's not a break. And it's annoying that the only break I get is to like go do things for other people in my house. Like, why is that a break? Even if I go to Target or Walmart or wherever, like I'm still getting shit for everyone else. Why, why is that a break for me? So that was just really annoying me. And that's really sitting heavy on my heart. And and it's funny because even when Jared is trying to help me, because he, he really does try to help me, like whatever I need, he really will, like he sees that I get burnt out and will try to give me alone time. But even the other day he was like, it was time to take Camila to dance and I was having really bad cramps and I was literally keeled over on the couch and he's like, okay, so what do you want to do? Here are the options. You could either take Mimi to dance and then you could have 50 minutes alone in the car while she's at dance alone. Like you could be alone in the car. Or you could stay here with Cruz and watch TV on the couch alone somewhat, but not really because Cruz is still here. Um, And yeah, then you could be alone then. So like which one of those would help you the most? And I just like, as I was keeled over in pain from my period cramps, in my head I'm thinking, wouldn't the real break be to load the kids up in the car and take both of them to dance so that I could be in peace, you know? But uh, I could see how he was trying to help. But in my head, I'm like, where's the fucking help? Like, you know? And again, not his fault because he's just trying to do his best. Like, we don't want to bring Cruzy out into the cold if he doesn't have to, obviously. But he'll, he'll live, you know? In my head, I'm like, you know, the baby will live if you bundle him up good and put him in his car seat and take him to dance. You know, the baby will survive. So, but that option was not offered to me. And of course I could have just said, like, can you take them both? But I'm that person. Like if it wasn't like, if you didn't say it as your idea, then I can already tell it's not coming from the heart. So why would I even do that? Because if you really wanted, if he really wanted to, he would hashtag Twitter. Um, but that's like in my head, like, well, if you really wanted to take both the kids, you would have just said, Hey, I'm loading them both up and I'm taking them and you're going to have a break an hour. You're in pain, which first of all, the fact that I even have to be in pain from my period keeled over on the ground to even get this break, quote unquote, that was not even really a break was very telling. But anyways, so that's just how I'm feeling. Like, I feel like unless I'm literally dead, dying in pain, I don't even get a semblance of attention in my own house, whatever. And that's, and also to take into account that even on my days off, people use it to like do their own shit. So like Jared was like, oh, hey, 
Um, I see that you're off on Wednesday. I have to go get my car inspected. So do you mind if I, after I get out of work, I go get my car inspected? Of course, I don't mind. Of course, you need to get your car inspected, of course. But it's like, wow, like, don't you think that maybe after you come home from work and I have a day off, I would have liked to, I don't know, go on that quote unquote break to Aldi or something or go get my nails done or something or go get my eyebrow hairs pulled out of my face or something. Don't you think that's what I would rather be doing? But whatever. So I just feel like on my days off, I'm even like it's my days off are really to watch the baby and for Jared to run his errands and not even to mention, I feel like this is becoming, (laughs) I'm really not attacking you, Jared, I swear. But Jared also gets um, uh, Saturday gym sessions in the morning. So and this is the only thing I will say, like, this is the only thing that Jared really does for him. He works a lot. He works a second job coaching after school. He works uh, weekends at um, a winery. He has like three jobs, this man. So he works very hard. So on Saturday mornings, he likes to go to the gym and um, work out. No kids in peace. He just wakes up, quits on his gym clothes, washes his face, brushes his teeth, and he goes to the gym for like two, two and a half hours. And I stay home with the kids. And some Saturdays I'm off, so I'll be home with the kids in the morning and until he comes home from the gym. And some Saturdays I'm not off, so I will stay home with the kids in the morning and then get dressed. And as soon as he comes home from the gym, I will go to work. <sighs> Again, he deserves this time, and I would never take it away from him. He's doing the right thing by scheduling time for him to just be alone and do exercise and like amazing. I love that for him. When's my time to do that? To do anything for myself, scheduled weekly, two hours. I would love a two hour block of time where it's like, this is my time. No one can take this from me. It's scheduled it's on repeat every week like it's impossible I will never have it and it sucks but whatever that's mom life I just wanted to touch on that real quick this week and talk about how we don't get a fucking break ever unless we're fucking dying anyways whatever okay on to more fun things so we're nearing the end of the podcast and if you were here last week or if you saw any of my posts on Instagram last week I am giving away the moment you've all been waiting for I am giving away a week's worth of coffee, $40 value because I'm a broke bitch. Okay. Don't get it twisted. Um, a week of Starbucks, which I know if you get the crazy Starbucks drinks, $40 is not what you pay in a week for that. But maybe if you could pace yourself like a normal human being and get a small instead of a venti grande large, this would last you the whole week. Just say. So anyways, just saying that, um, I'm giving you a $40 Starbucks gift card if you have left a review on the podcast and you follow my Instagram, worstmom.ever. So it's time to announce I have posted everyone's names in this really fun little cute little wheel. So I'm going to spin this wheel and let me see if I can turn my volume on um, so that I could like you guys can hear the actual wheel spinning and I'm going to choose the giveaway winner right here right now. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm going to put my volume all the way up. I'm going to spin the wheel. I've already po- posted everyone's name. So here we go. Drum roll, please. The winner of the $40 Starbucks gift card who has left a review on the podcast and also follows me on Instagram is... The wheel is spinning. Here we go. Yay! 
Estefania C. Steffi, you are the winner of the Starbucks gift card. You have won a $40 Starbucks gift card to Starbucks. What else is there to say? I'm very excited for you. I can't even believe it. I'm super, super excited. So I'm feeling, okay, but I'm feeling like I'm in a giving mood, okay? And I it makes me sad when people don't win stuff. Like I'm sad for the other people that did not win anything. So I'm going to buy, so Steffi, I will send you your $40 um, gift card. Please DM me when we announce this. Um, but I'm going to pick one more person because fuck it. Fuck it. I'm going to pick, I'm going to pick one more person. Um, and... I'm just going to give you a gift card. I don't know. Oh, my God. This stupid beeping. I don't know how much it's going to be. Probably like $5. Not even going to lie so that you guys can buy one drink. So let me pick one more person. $5 to send this gift card to. Hold on. Let me reset my wheel here. Let me reset my wheel. Let me put my group chat on do not disturb so they can stop beeping. How do I do this? How do I put my group chat on do not disturb? Okay. Let's see if that works. And we are going to spin the wheel again. We're going to spin the wheel again. I'm very excited. Let me reset it here. Give me one moment, ladies and gentlemen. No one panic. Okay, here we go. Going to spin the wheel again. Here we go. Ready for the $5 gift card. Not as exciting, but still very exciting. Here we go. Wheel is spinning. Wheel is spinning. Yay! Camellis and I hope I said your name correctly, Camellis, you win a $5 Starbucks gift card. You go, girl. I'm so happy for you. You want a Starbucks gift card? Please DM me on Instagram to claim your prize so that I know where to mail your gift card. And should we do one more? Should we do one more? Let's do one more gift card. One more, one more, one more. I'm doing one more gift card. I don't care what anyone has to say. One more $5 gift card to Starbucks. One drink on me for loving me, supporting me, and writing a review on my podcast. Here we go. Spin the wheel again. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Jessica C, Jessica Clark, Miss Clark, you won a $5 gift card. I'm so happy for you. So that is the three winners. Estefania, you won the $40. Camellis, you won the $5. And Jess, you also won a $5 gift card to Starbucks. I am so happy for y'all. So happy. Send me a pic of your drinks. And to everyone who didn't win, do not worry because there will be more chances to win. To win gift cards. I'm going to do this all the time. I think it's so fun and I love giving back and I appreciate the love and support always. So I'm going to buy y'all gift cards all the time. Next time we'll do Target or something. I don't know. And to close it out, of course, you know we have to do our disrespect of the week. And um, although I've already disrespected Jared multiple times in this podcast today by <laughs> complaining about his gym time, um, I he actually is not the disrespect of the week this week. The disrespect of the week goes to Christopher Cruz. Cruz Quintero, you win the disrespect of the week. And here's how you disrespect me, I'm going to tell you. Because, little boy... Cruz decided this week that instead of saying mama as his first word, he was going to say dada 
because of course dada was the one who carried him for nine months and almost broke their pelvis holding him and caring for him and giving him life and pushed him out for 15 hours of labor of course that was his dada so of course dada gets his name said first instead of mama and I just feel like that's disrespectful because he already knows what it is. He already knows that mama is the one who is obsessed with him and who gave him life and who did all these things. So why is dada being said first? Why? What's the reason? <sighs> I just don't appreciate that at all. So that's the disrespect of the week. Cruise zero out of 10 this week. You're on my shit list for saying dada first. Just saying. And that's this week's episode, you guys. I hope you guys enjoyed. I hope it was entertaining. I will be really honest. I was very tired this morning and really not knowing how I was going to get the energy to have this podcast. But immediately, as soon as I turned on the computer, I felt so much better and so excited to talk to you guys. So I hope you love it. Don't forget to leave me a review. It costs you nothing. Don't be stingy. Give me five stars. I will find you. Follow me on Instagram. Follow the podcast. I love you guys. And I will see you guys next time. Bye.